welcome to another edition of the Search SEO Podcast, where we paint the town red with search marketing insights. We have a great guest for you today. If you've ever even thought about doing a webinar, you will not want to miss this one. Is Anton Shulka, the head of video content at SEMrush, joins us to talk about which guests make the best guests and how to handle difficult guests. Which webinar and video formats are the most engaging? What technical considerations are the most important when creating video content? Plus, we get into some tips for building SEO knowledge and insights. I am your host, Morty Oberstein, and I am joined by the exuberant and the decorous Sapir Carabello. Wow, I think I really think I need to Google those adjectives. Like, do you like look at a dictionary for fun or something? So I do cheat. I do cheat. I don't look at a dictionary. Like I usually know the words mean. Once in a while, like there's a hard one that I I look up. I will admit that, but I don't have like a list of adjectives in my head. It's just what? What even are those adjectives like? Look them up. By by the way, my our our linguists because there's so many of them listening to this podcast will be like, "What? Those are contradictory terms. That doesn't make any sense." I know. Are they? Yes, now they I are. Now you have to look Google. them up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. By the way, do you have a friend? I think we all have that friend who, who when you get a word wrong or you use a word incorrectly or you use contradictory terms in a sentence like I just did, think they get on your case? No. Because I hate I that person. I think you need a better, a, like better friends or something. It's, it's a family member this time. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not my family member. I'm, I'm being... Uh, facetious here a little bit um no no my 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 wife's cousin married a fellow Uh, who's not from the u.s and his english is really good but once in a while he'll you know fungle a word that's a real word right and yeah it's not it's not pretty grammar police yeah i i I mess up words all the time by the way all the time yeah my wife once in a while gets on my case yeah you know i don't know whatever good to know yeah we all have our linguistic problems everyone has them Mm -hmm. okay um do not forget we put out a new episode of the in search seo podcast each and every tuesday you can find us on the rank ranger blog you can find us on stitcher you can find us on spotify you can find us on soundcloud and of course you can subscribe on itunes oh oh wait 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 super big important announcement okay so we never run specials here at rank ranger like really very 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 rarely we didn't even do it on last cyber monday that's how rare it is we'd run a special. But we're doing one now. Um, and you can save 25% off your first month with Rank Ranger by signing up for a package by August the 31st. That's a rare deal. So sign up and save big current clients who want to upgrade can also save 25% off an upgrade. So there it is. Um, Pretty good. That is really good. Wait, I'm, that, that's like I, I've been around here for a while. It's not a, we don't we're not our thing to run specials for whatever reason we don't usually do it but we're doing one now so take advantage of it while it's here because it may not come again for a long long time okay we've got mm-hmm. a great show for you today I was I, okay so the truth was I was meeting up with some folks for a few drinks some SEO folk and all of the sudden Anton Shilka showed up and I really love him he's one of the nicest people I've ever met in the SEO industry I mean he's obviously from Semrush now and he used to do the webinars beforehand that were really really cool and really really interesting with all sorts of big names in the industry. So we showed up, and I'm like, I have to interview you. Because I was interviewing somebody else anyway at the time or beforehand. So I had all my equipment with me. I'm like, oh, let's do this. Let us interview. And he said yes. So we literally found a dark corner. We're sitting in the dark at some beach bar. You can probably hear oh, the wow. music in the background unless our editing team is really, really good at 
pulling that out, which they are. Um, particularly Levy. They Levy are. is our main editing person. He is amazing. But uh, he had his work cut out for him with this interview, by the way, because I was a little bit tipsy from the bourbons, and there's a lot of background noise. So if you want to hear a raw version of, of Morty and some great tips on webinar content, stay tuned. Okay, but first, I mean, let's, let's dive into something a little bit different than what we usually do, because you may know we love talking about all sorts of advanced insights here on the Inserts SDO podcast, but we're going to take this in a little bit of a different direction. Let me, let me explain why, okay? So Pierre knows, she'll testify to this, okay? The, the, the Morty that you get on this show is just an entertaining Morty. Mm-hmm. Right? You're, you're supposed to say, yes, that's true. <laughs> you are entertaining. So, and, so no, entertaining. Yes. Right. No, but it's not really, okay, it's obviously we spoke about this before. It's not my entire personality, right? That's true. I'm, right. Usually, I'm much nicer in reality than I am in this podcast, I think. I, I <laughs> would you? like to think. I like to think so. I hope so. I hope I am. I'm kidding. You are. You are. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus, I'm pulling teeth. One of the one of the things that I'm very very passionate about, and and I'm gonna go into a little bit of a rant here, is making sure that people a feel comfortable in the SEO industry and um have a direct path of being educated in the SEO industry because I am a teacher. Like I literally was a teacher before this, so it's really really important to me that that happens. And one of the reasons why we created this podcast was to make sure that people have access to. Um, we'll call it SEO education, right? Um, you know, a- analysis, insights, data, that sort of thing. And usually we end up focusing on some more advanced things. I do try to scaffold it so that everybody can share and partake of it. And, and I hope I do a good job of that. Um, but in this case, um, we're going to dial it back just a bit because Dave Nix, one of our listeners, um, you can find him on Twitter, by the way. It's at X-I-N-E-V-E. A-D, which is Dave Nix backwards, in case you can't remember that. So Dave Nix backwards is Dave Nix's Twitter handle. So Dave Nix, um, who's a fan of the show, mentioned on Twitter that he's new to the industry and it's hard to get a grasp on and everything. And, and by the way, that's true for, I will admit this freely, it's true for even me today. For example, one of the things that I, I used to always focus on both, you know, a lot of SEO news and I used to focus on a lot of um, SEM, like uh, Google ad stuff and trends. And I, I've moved a little bit away from um, being so up to date on the Google ad stuff, so you can forgive me, only because it's gotten so complicated and so many updates that I, I feel like I can't handle both as well as I used to. So let me just focus on one. So just know if you're new to the industry or if you're not, so if you can feel validated, it's hard to keep up on everything. So everybody has this problem, but Dave mentioned that he's new and it's hard to get a grasp on everything and you can literally spend all day learning. And I mean, you could literally spend all day learning, but you have to do other things like work and make money. So I'm going to take a little bit of a break from the advanced things that we speak about here. And I'm going to offer Dave and people like Dave some tips on how to build SEO knowledge. And if you're trying to get started with SEO, this might be a good way to um, sort of, you know, um, be efficient with your time and and still learn a ton at the same time. Um, by the way, and I'll mention this again, and I'm almost done with my little um, introduction here. So just please, I, I appreciate it. Just bear with me. If you're out there and you're listening to this and you want us to, to bring up a certain topic or you're looking for some SEO knowledge or you're looking for some help, so reach out to me on Twitter. My handle is at Morty Oberstein, M-O-R-D-Y-O-B-E-R-S-T-E-I-N, and, and, and reach out to me. I will. I respond to everybody on Twitter. I don't care if you have a million followers. I don't care if you have half a follower. I mean, you can't have half a follower. That's insane. But if you have one follower, zero <laughs> followers. I, I will respond back to you because I really do care about making sure that everybody feels welcome in the industry and that everybody feels that they have access to um, the information they need to be successful. So so I'm done. And we have a new segment for you. And 
It's called Back to SEO School. So for Dave and people, you know, breaking into the industry, I broke this down into some strategies to build SEO knowledge without driving yourself nuts because you can literally drive yourself nuts. I mean, every single day I open up probably about between, I don't know, 10 to 12 tabs of, of articles I want to read. If I read one or two of them, I definitely read one of them. I make sure every day. If I read, you know, two or three, that's a good day. It's, you know, the other 12 tabs, the other whatever, eight tabs, whatever it is, I, I Maybe tomorrow I'll try to get to them. It's highly unlikely, so it happens, and it's overwhelming. So here are some tips to get into it all, but not to drive yourself too crazy. And it's something that I think some of the, it's a little bit outside the traditional recommendations, and I'm going to get afterwards, I'll get into some topics that I think you should focus on as well. So, Sapir, you ready? Here we go. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, take it okay. away with number one. Okay, so number one is read the SEO news. Yeah, so everyone's going to tell you this, okay? And... and there's a lot of really good um, websites and there are a lot of really bad websites that are, are really, really popular and I don't want to get into that. You can reach out to me personally and I'll give you my personal recommendations, but I'm not going to do that on air, of course, because that's not nice. But my specific, and I am nice, my specific recommendation is if you read anything, if you have one site to look at and that's it, is to read um, last week's guest, Barry Schwartz's seroundtable.com. And, and uh, let me explain. Okay, so again, there are other sites like Search Engine Land, which is a great website, and so forth, and so forth, and so forth. But, okay, if you want to get a sense of the news and where things are headed and how things are changing, you want seroundtable.com. I mean, it, it, it helps you understand how things are evolving, what things are important. It gets into some really nuanced changes, some smaller changes, and that'll sort of help you pick up on the trends or how things are evolving and so forth. And it's really digestible. You know, the way Barry writes and the way I, I think it's because he's just lack of time on his part. It's short, it's concise, and, and it gets to the point and it's really not I, I don't think I've ever really had to read anything twice. I'm like, what what what's he saying there? And so it's really digestible and it really gets into everything. And it, it sort of helps you build that foundational knowledge and it helps you really get into things and like get a get a, it helps you get a feel for the industry. Let me put it that way. So definitely check that out. It's, it's not a huge investment in time, and he has, at the same time, a daily recap, so if you want to get a little bit deeper into things, you can see links to other articles, some other, other sources, and, and take it from there. So it's a great website. Most definitely, the first thing I will list is to check out seroundtable.com every single day. Right. Okay, so number two is interact with the community. Right. So one of the easiest things and one of the best ways to, to learn is to interact with the members of the SEO community. I'm going to do something a bit shocking in a moment, so just bear with me here. Um, so as an actual educator with a degree in education, okay, one of the most powerful ways to learn is via osmosis. And it's, it's I'll, I'll, I'll tangentially say and, and rant with like, a million exclamation points that this is not done in our education system today and, and it, it sucks and it's a major problem. Because um, formal education is great, formal learning methods are great, but osmosis, I've learned, if you think back on your life and you reflect, like, the things I've learned uh, and, and the way you've learned them, if you think back, osmosis is probably the most powerful way to learn something deeply, where it's really ingrained and you have a real, almost like precognitive sense of what's going on. So one of the easiest ways to do this is to, is to interact and to follow the SEO community. So of course, the best way to do that is we... Don't, don't go to Facebook. There are a ton of really spammy SEO groups. I don't know what's up with that. But go to Twitter and, and follow a bunch of people. Watch and observe and what, what they say and then start to actually interact. Okay, Because when you interact, 
and you have to back up what you're saying and really think about what you're saying because you don't want to sound like an idiot, right? I'm not saying you would. I'm not saying it's a word. I'll get to that. It's not the worst thing if you do at all. But everyone has a natural fear. Like, I want to sound intelligent. So you're going to think about what you're saying before you interact. You might research what you're about to say before you interact. So actually, one part's the osmosis part, and then the actual interaction forces you to delve deeper into a topic and that you would have otherwise because you have that sort of social social fear that you can use in a, in a, in a good way and capitalize on it. It's, it's a good way to get that deeper learning experience. And I know it's scary, but I will say it's about the SEO industry. Most people won't bite. There are a few who will, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie, but like they're losers anyway, and you know screw them. Um, I've used stronger language, but this is a PG-13 podcast. So yeah, okay, most people like they'll, they'll, will not bother you, will not bite. They'll be very helpful, and the other people who do are jerks anyway. And the, nothing is forever. In other words, if you if you feel like I'm gonna sound like such a newbie if I say this, and I don't know what the heck I'm talking about, and, oh boy, everyone's gonna see me, I'm gonna be exposed. Nothing's forever. First off, you might remember that experience forever, but the person you interacted with is not going to remember that. Two is, or, or two A or two B, this you know whatever. Even if they do remember, they oh yeah that guy that person that 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 folk, you know really they don't know what they're talking about. Okay, yeah, but reputations change over time. Like think about an athlete, right? Oh, they're the best. They're the greatest athlete in the whole world. They're the best baseball player, whatever it is. And then two or three, after two or three bad seasons, oh, they're not so great anymore. But you don't remember all the good things they did. And the opposite, too. You could have a person, Sandy Koufax. I don't know if you know who he is. He's a baseball player. Consider one of the best pitchers ever. His first four or five seasons were terrible. Not terrible. Some of them were actually terrible. But they were not good. But he is remembered as the best pitcher, one of the best pitchers ever, in my opinion, the best pitcher ever. Because of the last five or six seasons that he pitched were just nothing nothing comparable. So reputations can change. Don't worry if you sound like a newbie now and people aren't going to remember that. Reputations change. Nothing's forever. Now, here's for the controversial part. I am going to – I'm going to go out on a limb here. And I'm going to offer you a list. And I'm sorry, Sapir, if I'm dominating the conversation. I do apologize. No, it's okay. <laughs> I'm just like, I am very serious about making sure people have access to information and, and, and that people are treated the right way in the, in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the other side of Morty that I don't usually show on this podcast, but here's a very special episode, I guess. Um, I'm going to show you, I'm going to list off a peop- uh, list of people who you should follow on Twitter. And there's two criteria for this list. One is that, okay, yes, they know what they're talking about. They're experts. And two, they will help you. So you could have someone who's the biggest expert on the planet and they're a giant jerk. I did not list them here. And I, th- I'm going to say this at the onset. There are probably a million people who I should have listed here that I didn't. And if I didn't and I, and I love you and I didn't list you here and you're offended, I'm really sorry. And, and reach out to me and I'll, 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 I'll add you into the, into the links on the, blo- on, the, on the blog post for the podcast because all the people here, you're not going to know their Twitter handles. I'm not going to say their Twitter handles because it's, it's just too much. I'll say their names. I will will link to them in the blog post for this podcast on the Rank Ranger site, and you can follow them in, in from the link from there. All right, you ready? Yeah. Here we go. I have what do I have here? Thirty five names, and they're not in order. Okay. Yeah, thirty. It's a lot. They're not in order except for the first one. Guess who the first one is? Oh, wow, on. it's so hard to guess. <laughs> guess. Come on, you're such a fanboy. The the answer is obvious. Barry Schwartz. Yes. Okay, everything after Barry is in no particular order. You must follow Barry Schwartz. One, because of all the information he puts out. Two, because he will help you with without without blinking. He'll help you. 
number two. Actually, this one's also um, a little bit in order. Andrew Optimizy. I love Andrew. He is the nicest guy in the planet, and he will also be very willing to help you out. Uh, actually, the third one's also in order. Carolyn Leiden, who is amazingly nice and eager to help, and she's a great resource. Okay, this is totally um, at, at random. Um, Alita Solis. <laughs> not saying they're not helpful. It's just like those three are very, very, in my mind, stick out. Alita Solis, Cindy Crum, Dr. Pete from Moz. And if you want to know how I feel about Dr. Pete, you just need to go to seroundtable.com, which is Barry's website, and search for those, um, what were they called? The search community honors post for Dr. Pete, and you'll see how I feel about Dr. Pete. Um, Nikki Mosier, Alexis Sanders, Ali Berry, Claire Carlisle, Greg Gifford, Eli Schwartz, Mark Traphagen. I love Mark. Please follow him. He's a great guy. Eric Inga, Izzy Smith, who's also super awesome, Valentin Pletzer, Sergey Alakov, Great, 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 great resource. Mike Blumenthal, great resource. Brody Clark, Joe Hall, Deborah Masteller, Joy Hawkins for all you local folks. That's a definite, definite, definite must. Gianluca Fiorelli, Rand Fishkin. How can I forget? Rand's a super awesome person. Um, Danny Sullivan, who and and his search liaison account for his Google official Google role. Lee Roz Postan. I love Lee Roz. She's so, 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 so sweet. And she will help you with anything. I'm actually super excited because we're working on some projects together. So keep your eyes out for that. Egal Stoltner. Same as Egal. Um, same as Egal. Same as Lee Roz. A total, total sweetheart. John Henshaw. Don Anderson. Craig Campbell. Super hilarious, awesome person. Uh, who have here? Okay. Mar- uh, Marie Haynes. Very, 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 very knowledgeable. Make sure you follow her. Glenn Gabe. Bill Slosky, I will say about those two, it's a little bit more advanced, but definitely follow them. Mike King, a.k.a. I pull rank. And, of course, last but not least, this one actually is in order to see it for last, John Mueller from Google. I'm um, a big shout-out to John if, if he's listening to this. We all really appreciate you, and you do amazing, amazing work, and you must follow John Mueller. And that's my list, okay? There are definitely others. And you might say, oh, you missed so many top-level ex- experts, but again, you have to be nice to be on this list. And then, and then right. that's it. That's my list. <laughs> I'm sorry if, you, I, have, if I left everybody out. I have out. a comment. Okay. I have a sorry. <laughs> I'm just shocked that, you know, being the megalomaniac that you are, that you didn't list yourself. Oh. <laughs> okay. If this were a regular podcast and I was in my normal entertainer role. So, yeah, I would do that. But I'm not. This is purely, strictly educational. We've taken it down to rated G this week. Wow. G for good. Okay. That was a terrible joke. <laughs> okay. Uh, on to number three. Yes. So th- number three, run some queries. Okay. This is a personal recommendation that is very dear to my heart, I guess. One of the best ways you can learn about what's just happening around you is by actually going to the SERP. And so many SEOs miss this. They look at their tools. They look at this. They look at that. But they don't go to the actual SERP. You need to go to the SERP. Uh, run a few queries each week. Like spend it. What I do is I will... I don't. I, I should do it more regularly. I'll push it aside when I don't have time, but I'm wrong for doing that. Spend a few moments each week running a bunch of queries. Uh, I would run some of them new queries you haven't done before, and some of them either the same queries you did the week before or very similar. Like if you're looking for a, a movie, run the same movie again or run a similar movie again. Look at the mobile SERP. Look at the desktop SERP. See how they differ. Look what features are showing. Look what was there last time. Look what wasn't there last time. Look at the the, the sites showing up and what the intents embedded with them are. If we, for example, if you're doing a, um, a commerce query, let's say, you know, buy, uh, buy a new car and how many sites are offering you the opportunity to buy a new car, how many sites are offering reviews about cars, how many sites are telling you which, 
which car company to buy from and that sort of thing. So look what's going on in terms of intent on the actual SERP and how things differ. Um, look at keyword variants, for example, and this is very, very big for like feature snippets and that sort of thing. Uh, so if you look for how to do a curveball, uh, for example, this is the one I always go to, um, you'll get something different than, than if you search for ways to throw a curveball. So look at keyword variants and how if you change some of the modifiers around, you get different results or different SERP features on the page. And, and just take it from there because that hands-on experience with the SERP uh, will just help you understand what's actually going on, what's actually changing. I will self-promote for a second that you can, a, besides for looking at Barry Schwartz's website, we do a SERP News Digest each month. It just came out last week where you can go through, where I go through, I go through a very great detail. A lot of the changes, you know, algorithmically or, you know, if uh, Google updated something, but also a ton of the tests and changes Google makes SERP features because I very much believe that if you keep track of this thing, of these things long term, you'll sort of build an understanding of where we were, where we're going and what Google's trying to do. So definitely run queries. And my last piece of advice before we get into the topics I think you should focus on is. Yeah. So number four is find your own space. Yeah. So SEO is huge. And there's so many different things and so many different topics and so many different areas and whatnot. And we're not all equally suited for each. And I know there are people in the industry who say, you have to know this, you have to know that. But I will point to this. I, have, I wish I had the, the, the tweet where he said this, but Rand Fishkin had a whole thing about this on, on, on Twitter where you don't, where each person has their own sort of, you know, um, focus or each sort of specialty or, or you know things that are acclimate to their their skill set or their personality or whatever it is and that's that's great you to focus on that you don't need to have x y and z and obviously there's certain basics that you need to know and be aware of that's i'm discounting that but if you're a super creative hyper creative person and technical seo is not for you so understand the basic technical seo you're going to need to know that but focus on content. Focus on 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 page you know elements and using your your abilities to help you know build the best titles and or H twos or whatever it is. If you like experimenting or researching, so do that. If you like educating, so write articles. Find your space. If SERP features speak to you, if link building speaks to you, whatever it is, find your space. Find your specialty. Know the basics of the other areas. But again, hone in on one thing. Um, it, it's really important not just for your your success in terms of, okay, what should I focus on? If I see 10 articles, I'll focus on the one that speaks to me and what I do. That obviously makes things more efficient, but it's also really, really important in terms of feeling competent, right? Because okay, there's so many things, you're not going to know everything, and you shouldn't create that expectation on yourself that you should feel like, I need to know everything. It's not possible. Focus in, feel good about yourself. It's really important for your health and for your and for your success. Okay, so let's move on to some topics that I think you should focus on. Those are my tips. Those are my four tips for building the right understanding of SEO and how to do it efficiently without spending tons of time doing it. But there are some topics that I think you should focus on more than others. And let's just rattle them, a lot, rattle, rattle them off and we'll go into them a bit. And then we'll get into the interview with Anton, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So okay, what so are they? My top three. Your top three? Well, there are top are. three. Actually, <laughs> we had a little bit of debate about this. Go ahead. Okay. Entities, right. machine learning, as in qualitative uh, analysis, and search features. Right. So I didn't want to list machine learning. I thought that was part of, you know, entities, whatever. Okay. Well, well, these are the big three we put together for you. If you want to take a deeper look, right? Or if you rather, if you, you, you want to understand not just how to do SEO, but what is SEO and what's actually going on, these are the three I think you should focus on. We think you should focus on. Um, it's a challenge. These are not super easy topics. 
Um, but start slow. Okay, read a bit here, read a bit there, and then look back in a year from now and say, wow, look at how much I learned. And you will not understand all of it. If you're going to look at machine learning, there's so many algorithmic and, and processes that go on there that's, that's really complicated stuff. Mathematical, really complicated stuff. But whatever level you know it on is really, really helpful. I, I, I think most people don't do this. Or, or most people will focus more on tips versus you know deeper understanding. So I'm trying to, what I'm trying to say is like these three topics are important because I think they get into the meat of good SEO judgment and good SEO theory and good a good and a, and a solid ability to make your own decisions in, in terms of what to do and what to focus on as opposed to relying on okay these are the tactics that I have to do. Let's jump on to to entities um, because they sort of very much relate to uh, machine learning. So let's start with let's start with entities. Entities are really, really important. How Google understands them, in my opinion, is the basis of everything going on right now. It's what I think is behind a lot of the recent algorithm updates and, and how Google treats sites and how Google understands sites and so forth. And machine learning is really an extension of that. But going in, it goes into how well Google understands a query, right? It uses machine rank brain, neural matching, those sort of things. Go into understanding how Google understands a query, how Google understands content on a page and what's relevant, what's not relevant, um, intent and all those sort of super important things all relate to machine learning. So the more you understand about how Google uses machine learning, what it's doing, how it's doing it, how it's improving, how it's advancing, that sort of thing, is going to be really important for you for obvious reasons. And again, it's really complicated. Um, but start slow. Whatever you get, you get. And don't feel bad. Just get what you get out of it. Um, lastly is SERP features. This one is a must on my list. Mega important. If you keep up, as I mentioned, with tests and changes Google makes to its SERP features, you can glean so much. Again, and I know I mentioned it already in the last section, but I'm going to say it again, okay, where Google wants to go, um, what it can do with machine learning and entity understanding, by the way, is evident through the SERP features. All, all of a sudden, right, you have, uh, um, okay, it's very recent, right? You have local packs that sort of look like knowledge panels and knowledge panels that get in a local pack. You sort of see like how topically broad and how topically, um, how far reaching Google is going topically by looking at SERP features and how it's better understanding an entity and what it and what it's including in certain SERP features because of its ability to use machine learning to better understand and better guide users to all new places. So by looking at SERP features, like a, a great example would be the you know the bubble filter came out in the feature snippet box. Right, your feature snippet box, it's you know the top snippet of content with the URL that shows at the top of the SERP, perhaps under an ad or maybe not, maybe yes. I don't remember when it was a year and a half ago. I'll say I'm just throwing that out there. So Google started putting little filters in there, uh, bubble filters. So if you search for how much does it cost to install a bathtub, Google also listed jacuzzi or fixed bathtub. So all these other use machine learning to gauge, well, maybe you want something else from this feature snippet, or maybe you want to go somewhere next with because of this feature snippet. So what Google's showing you in these boxes and in these features and, and all the elements it's including in there sort of indicate how far advanced Google is in understanding entities, how far advanced Google is in using machine learning and so forth. So SERP features are, they were my bread and butter for a long time and in many ways they, they still are. Uh, so there you have it, okay? Um, I think it's enough to get you started. I will, I will, I will say one last thing and it's I, probably the most important thing I can say. There's no university for SEO. You have certain courses and whatnot, yeah, 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 okay? Everyone, if you are new to the industry or if you feel like you haven't gotten to where you want to be yet, even if you've been here for a while, everyone has gone through this. Everyone has struggled and, and to a degree suffered um, trying to learn this, trying to understand this, trying to find their place in all of this. 
that's not unique to you. And you have to understand and just be patient with yourself. Everyone's gone through this. Everyone has suffered with this. Everyone has struggled with this. Nikki Moser, who I listed in my list of people to follow, recently wrote up a whole thing about, um, oh, what's it called? Um, imposter syndrome, where you feel like I'm not really as good at this or as smart at this or whatever at this as I as I think, yeah, I'm really not so great at this. And you have to get past that because you really are and you really have the ability to thrive and succeed. And yes, it's hard. Yes, it's not so easy to get a sense of things and to learn. And there's no real, you know, formula and there's no real coursework for this. Just understand that and, and be patient with that and realize everyone else went through the same thing. And um, and that's it, right? Again, reach out to me if you have any questions, want any help, have any um, insights. I'd love to hear from you again on Twitter at Morty Oberstein. So yeah, okay. With that, with that, that was good, right? That was really, mm-hmm. really informative, really Very helpful. Educating. I think people. I hope. I hope people take that in. Okay, so with that, let's move on. Uh, we have a great interview with Anton Shilka. Great tips. Um, some behind the scenes, inner workings of the SEO industry. A little bit of SEO industry gossip for you kind of came up. Um, and you sort of hear what I sound like with a couple of bourbons in me. All right, it's juicy. Cut one. Welcome to another. In search SEO podcast interview, I am here on the fly in person with one of my favorite SEO digital marketing personalities, Anton Shulka of Semrush. Anton, so glad you're here. I'm so surprised you're here. This was a total surprise. This was not a scheduled part of my interview calendar. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I love Tel Aviv, actually. Yeah, it is a great place. Okay, so we want to talk about all about webinars because webinars are the in thing in the SEO community. Uh, let me let me ask you straight off the bat, okay? What is the difference between making a an, a webinar that that is interesting, focused, and shareable on social media, of course, versus a webinar that no one follows? What's the one thing if you can put it into into a few words for us? Uh, I I think if you can answer why you're doing this webinar, it's probably the good seventy uh, percent of success. If you can't answer, can, cannot answer the question, or your answer would be, oh, because I can, or because it's my job, then, huh. then, then it's probably it's a disaster, and don't do that. So having a webinar just for the sake of, oh, you know what, this will give me great brand exposure on social media is a bad idea. Yeah, it is, it is, yeah, because if, you, if you're just doing it for exposure itself, and uh, it probably won't work, because so many webinars, 10 years ago, probably will work, it's like an email, like, 15 years ago, people were expecting emails. Now, they try not to get any. So, email marketing is a much more difficult place. So, so do webinars as well. That's really interesting. And, and, and I'm going to call out Google here for a second. I don't mean it in a bad way. Um, but Google often has webinars. And I ignore them every time. And, and part of the reason why I ignore them is because there's no clear, distinct personality to them, in my opinion. And there's no clear, distinct reason in order to have them. There's sort of these regularly scheduled webinars that happen every so often. What can you do then if you're trying to make your webinar stand out and you're trying to get attention? What can you do in order to make it clear, discernible, and something that's attractive to, a, to, a, to an audience that's inundated with webinar content, especially in the SEO industry, from Google themselves on a constant basis? How do you stand out? Uh, it is it is very difficult yeah it's <laughs> it That's is understatement. it is it is yeah it is understandable it is very difficult but um the main thing is uh, why are you doing this webinar sometimes you're not doing webinar for oh, oh yeah, i'm i'm no 
I know I will be uh, crucified for what I'm about to say. <laughs> but go ahead, say it then. Yeah, but sometimes you're not doing webinars for audience, or mm. not only for audience. Sometimes you're doing webinars uh, for for your experts. You know, right? Well, that's my next question. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So uh, sometimes you're doing webinar for your experts to please expert, not audience. But uh, this way, you actually much closer to to get please your audience than if you try and try very hard just to please your audience. Yeah, I, I know I'm probably sound strange, but <laughs> but uh, you get good guys or brilliant mind together, and. Uh, they, if you manage them to forget about audience and let them talk among themselves first, they will be very happy. I'm talking about SEO people. SEO people are very different. Yeah? That we uh, are a weird breed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and out of that, out of that, usually you get a really, really good discussion and plenty of of useful things. So audience love it. Right. Yeah, one of the things, and this, is, this speaks directly to what you're saying, is that one of the things people ask me is, oh, you know, it, it's great. You have so many big people from the SEO industry on your podcast, and it's wonderful. We have, you know, Cindy Crum on our podcast. We have Dan Petrovic on our podcast. Uh, we just interviewed Craig Campbell on our podcast. But one of the things that I love doing is I love speaking to people who are less known in the SEO industry, and I don't always love speaking to the big names in the industry. One because well, there's sort of a, a, a content saturation with those names, but on the other hand, the advantage to speaking to some of the smaller names, I hate to use that, that expression, but some of the lesser names in the SEO industry is because you can have a much deeper, much richer conversation and because there's a much richer network for those people. In other words, when I have a smaller name on my podcast, when I have a, a lesser known name, there's a great support network, right? If I have so-and-so on my podcast, and so and so has you know X Y and Z friends in the SEO community. They always make sure to tweet out. They always make sure to follow. They always put a link or or like the podcast because they want to support their friends. Is there sort of when your experience when you have a big name and you try to cater to those big names in the SEO industry, is it overrated? Uh, you don't have to answer that. I know I'm putting you on the hot seat. <laughs> In theory, not and not anyone in particular, because anyone in particular is always a different story. I think yes and no. I think it very much depends on, on a guy or, or girl, an expert. Some uh, big names will support you. Some mm-hmm. big names, kind of, uh, you have to be so happy and so proud to have them, and it's right. good enough. So we try to work with people, big or less known, put mm-hmm. it this way, I don't want to say small, because yeah, they're not... That yeah. I agree with you, it's a yeah. terrible way to use it, less known. Le- le- less known Let me people. Say, deserving of more publicity. Yeah, exactly, but we want to work with people who want to work with us. I love that. So, if guy is extremely big and great, but he doesn't really want to do that, because sometimes we have a conversation like that, a really big name, he said, okay, I'll do a webinar with you, I said, okay, what you want to talk about that, and he said, oh, Check here. I have five um, presentations. Check, change, uh, pick up anyone. Mm-hmm. And it's five dusty presentations. <laughs> he he has done thousand and one time already. I don't want it. Right. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna let you win on a little secret here. Okay. So most interviews, I I prepare. I have questions set up. I have a whole, you know, s- you know, outline set up. Not that we always stick to it, but a general outline because it makes things easier for me. It's true, and it makes things easier for the people being interviewed. This is on the fly, Anton. Right. 100% on the fly. Yes. No questions prepared whatsoever. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Zero. 
But one of the things you just said rings so true with me. But first off, okay, when you're doing an interview, when you're doing whether it be a, for a podcast, whether it be for a webinar, one of the things I feel we get hung up on is oh the name, right? But the name doesn't always make for great conversation. In my opinion, what makes for a great conversation is you have two relatively humble people. I'm less humble. You're more humble than I am. <laughs> I'll just I have an ego. It's just what it is. But when you connect with somebody, when you have a conversation with somebody, when you're able to understand somebody, be empathetic, sympathetic, understanding where they're coming from, that creates for real conversation. And that sometimes is better served with a quote-unquote lesser-known person than a more well-known person in the SEO industry. Is that true? Yes, absolutely true. And yeah, if, if you connect it, if, but obviously you as a host or whatever you call it, uh, uh, you have to strike exactly a pain point of, of, of uh, your interview. Because if you just ask some questions, which, for example, you ask me some questions, which is, I don't know, they don't interest me. Yeah, you will get some kind of stupid, flat, not interesting answers. So I had to put you into a corner, so to speak. Yeah, but not not, not too not, much. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, no, sure. I don't mind, but it has to be right. Come yeah. On. Uh, let me let me switch topics for a second here. Um, from a, one of the things that I think that people are hung up on, or people make people apprehensive or scared to do a, a webinar, is the technical considerations: what software to use, what camera to use, what equipment to use overall. Do you think it's something to be concerned about? Is it overcomable? And what, what do you recommend? Literally, what equipment do you recommend? Uh, people usually make a lot of jokes about myself because I'm kind of obsessed with light, audio, video, and everything. Yeah, quality is extremely important. By the way, we're sitting in the dark right now, literally. <laughs> <laughs> quality is important because so many, as I said, so many webinars, if... if picture is not clear, if audio is not clear, that nobody is going is to try to make an effort. Yeah, so obviously it has to be. But nowadays it's so easy and so easy to fix. And it's cheap. So it's, right. it's, it's absolutely no price. It's why webinars are so popular now. Because everyone, everyone can, can make them. It's so cheap to make the content. Yeah, obviously question about quality of the content. It's always a question, yeah. isn't it? But it's so so easy to make. It's so easy to bring a couple of guys, uh, put a web camera, and uh, I do it on YouTube or wherever. So, so many, so many, even free tools. So this is not really a question. The right. question is probably different stuff. So, for example, we're playing with a format a lot. We, we, we're not really... We, we call a uh, classical f- uh, format when it's one host, one guest. We call it boring, boring webinar. <laughs> we do use it. We do use it. We do use it. Okay, for, but why? Why do you use it if it's boring? We use it for some reason. For example, uh, we've done with uh, with Joe Bondarovsky, who is just, just, just here. Uh, he is here. Uh, yeah, he is here. And we've done uh, with him BBC course, five webinars on a row for people who didn't know what BBC stands for. Mm-hmm. So we decide for basic people, for people who doesn't know what it's all about. It, if we put more people and we put different angles, we would just confuse them. So right. we, we put just one guy and he goes from one point to another point, five webinars, explaining what PPC is for, for, for absolutely basic. Another one, uh, we use this boring, boring webinar when we're talking about uh, very, very technical things. So, for example, I don't know, uh, migration from HTTP to HTTPS, 
there is no opinion. It's, 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 just do it, but how to do it? Right, how from, to do is always the problem, or yeah. what happens? Yeah, you know, you go from this, 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 this. So we we using this uh, webinar, this format for, for very, very technical. There is no question of opinion. Just how to do it? Explain every single step. Yeah, but for example, we start to play with a format we we introduce. We we think we introduce hybrid format when it's hybrid between. Boring, boring webinar and round table. So it's very short presentation, and after the short presentation, uh, four people, including the host, including the host, are going uh, into pa- panel discussion. And you know, a lot of a lot of experts were saying we don't want to do it. Why? Because well, because it's unusual. They right. were kind of scared to. And we do all webinar live because what you're doing now. It could be cut, edited. Oh, 100%. I would hate to do this live. I will flat out admit it. I would hate to do a podcast live. Yeah. Uh, for example, we, we're doing post-cut podcast live. You know, shooting is live. It's a video live, actually. Right. And after that, it's cut. And uh, a classical audio podcast is, is cut. Version, of, of course. course. But all our podcast episodes, you can watch live. Right. Shooting. That's amazing. It's amazing. It problems, but yeah. Yeah, it's caused a lot of problems. But, but, but what kind of problems? Yeah, what problems, for example, it's live and someone come to this live and you can't really hear him. The audio oh, doesn't work. That's always a problem. Yeah, right? People don't hold the, people, people, the Stupid things like they're speaking too far away from the microphone or they use the... This is my favorite. We're talking about people in the SEO industry. that They're technically savvy, I would assume, right? Yeah, they use the inbuilt microphone in their laptop. And are you kidding yeah. me? No, no, never, never in our webinars because we just just. Could no, I send a message out. Prohibit. Please don't use that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But people would use it. Or, or bad connection, for example. Oh, also true. Yeah. Also true. Uh, so, uh, but you know, there is some advantage about that because uh, it's much more disciplined people because they know it's live and it's live. They can't say, "Okay, look, let's let's do it a couple of hours later." Can't do it a couple of us. It's live. What happens when they screw up now? Well, <laughs> like, oh, yes. I don't want to answer yeah, that. Yes. That never happens. No one ever screws up. No, yes. Everything. Yeah, when I say everything happens, every time something new happens. You know, new, new bullshit. Can I say bullshit? Oh, you can say that. Yeah, yeah 100%. Sucks. Yeah. I thought every, I, I knew everything because I've done probably, I don't know, 400 webinars or something. And couple of weeks ago, Hangouts just, just did, didn't open. Didn't open. So Hangouts is problematic. Oh, I don't like Hangouts. Yeah, it's if its connection is not great, right. the microphone is not great. Yeah, yes, yeah, true. How do you avoid that? Is there any is there any avoiding that? Yeah, of course. You have a test a couple of weeks before, and you tell uh, some SEO who is driving, I don't know, Tesla, and say, look, your microphone is $5. <laughs> Could you invest uh, in like seventy-five dollars in a good microphone? Okay, but what do you do? Okay, let me. And this is what I really wanted to ask you: What do you do when that's like a big name in SEO, who who just for some reason doesn't understand that point, and they come on the show? What do you do? What What do you do when it's? Uh, let me set this up. It's live. You have a big name in SEO. You're about to go on, and you need to tell them, dude. 
What yeah. the hell are you doing? Yeah, you're absolutely right. When I started it, I was looking at them as a rabbit on on a on a snake. So yeah, I would accept anything. Right. I have an interview. I, I, I we fixed interview with one big name. I, I can't say no, which, no, which no, name no was names, it. No names. And he he didn't uh, switch his camera on because he said, "Oh, my connection is not good." And I wanted to say, I wanted to scream at him because I said, "Why did Why did you agree of for the interview? Right. Why right. exactly?" Yeah, but now. It's all change. Okay. I, I don't care. I no, don't care. If big name, small, not small, less known name. I don't care. If if it doesn't fit our standard, yeah, you're off. So Good for you, you're off. I'm, I'm sorry. You're I'm my sorry. Idol. Yeah, I adore you. <laughs> no, for yeah, real, but, I adore but it, you. Took, it took it took me three hundred. That must feel good. It it, feel, it, feel, it feels feels good. Very good. Very, very good. Yeah. He's smiling at you. <laughs> 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 okay. Biggest biggest mistake you ever made on a uh, on a webinar that you would that, that unavoidable mistake actually let's make it like this there's always okay, people always talking about oh you do a podcast I want to come on your podcast it's so great it's so it must be very easy and it's not easy there are always going to be mistakes and sometimes in life they're unavoidable let me rephrase the question because I don't want to put you on the spot like that's not fair to me how do you how do you overcome those mistakes that have to happen there's no way around them. How do you do psychologically? How do you yeah, do that? Yeah, well, psychologically, I look at that. Okay, one webinar doesn't change your life. Good one Ooh, or bad one? I like that. Or bad one. I if, like that. if this webinar didn't go well or some technical glitches or something, yeah, okay, I'll leave with this. So what, what can you do? You Nothing. And, that, and that's fine. But you know, sometimes good webinar could change your life. Also true. By the way, sometimes a bad webinar is a good webinar, or a good interview is a bad interview, or a bad interview is a good interview. You don't really know what it is until it goes on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, once we had uh, we had Google because I was doing Google uh, Q and A, and we have uh, reasonably unexperienced Google, uh, Andrei Lipansev. And Abon Jones actually provoked him. It was all, all, all life, all life. He provoked him. It was just, just after the, you, you remember this Bloomberg's article about rank brain. So right. he kind of provoked him, uh, talking about ranking factors. And, uh, and Google said, on, 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 he said on a record, on a record, because it was all live recording and everything. So he said on a record that ranking factors are content links and rank brain. And it was the first time ever Google admitted on, 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 a re, uh, uh, on, on record. So Barry Schwartz was watching this webinar. So he immediately made a small article. You know how, how Barry, uh, uh, and so I woke up next morning and saw 30,000 views on that webinar oh right, right okay so let me let me ask you this okay so you're talking about google content official google statements official google content official google positions on things all the time right a lot of the times let me ask you how you deal with this i'm very curious how you deal with this a lot of the times what google says may not be exactly how things are for example i just saw one of the, the, the new MythBuster um seo video have you seen this which are not actually MythBuster videos. I don't know what they are. They're they're good, but they're not MythBusters. So um, one of the things that was said in the, one of the recent episodes that I saw was, oh, you know, like a good like they were talking about librarians and how um, Googlebot crawls content and indexes things and and so forth. So like a librarian, we know what's pulled more often than other things. And Google in the past has said, oh, we don't look at those things. We don't look at how often we're showing content. We don't look at how often things are clicked on. But in this video, he said. We look at how often something is pulled out 
from our index and shown on the SERP. When you have an instance where you know what Google said isn't exactly what is the reality, how do you handle that? Do you call them out? Do you let it slide? How do you go about doing that in a way that's productive? Uh, usually, we are not really, I'm not part of a webinar. We, I am arranged things. The, the idea is to put the right people in the right place and let them play. Let because, them go. Because, because they're much, much smarter than I am. <laughs> they're yeah. much, much smarter than I am. Let them play, let them go, and you will get a fantastic results. This, this is my idea of, of doing webinars. And, and, and what's the worst thing that's ever happened doing that? Because that, that sometimes backfires, no? Yes, sometimes it's backfires. So, for example, after that webinar... No names, no names. After that webinar, particular Google was uh, kind of punished. And uh, we had uh, another very big name on uh, on that on another webinar, uh, which is a guy who recently left the malls. Yeah, I won't say a name. No names. Yeah, no names. No names. No names. And he upset Google so much with his experiment on CTR. So, and uh, we had a planned episode with Google again. And uh, and and Fishkin and Google say no, no, not Rand Fishkin, and so, I already oh, called him, so oh. I can't I can't tell him no Rand. Yeah, I can't, yeah, so yeah, I was put in a very very difficult position, so I had to cancel the webinar. What, what really? Hmm? That sounds that's ridiculous, or, or upsetting at, at minimum. Yeah, it was was very upsetting. As, as, as a content person, your schedule is like gold. Yeah, and it, sh- it should be good because obviously big guys and talking about very, very provocative things. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought it's, it's going to be good. Right. But What's yeah. wrong with that? It's just a conversation. Yeah, but Google is difficult animal sometimes to handle. Do you Are, are you afraid of Google? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Why, why should I be afraid oh, I of Google? I don't know. Why should you be? They but, but, but Google doesn't... Like, now I work for... It was before SMRH time. Google work for S, uh, Google doesn't like really SEO tools. No. You, you probably, you probably oh, should, should know, should know that very, very well, well. Which I don't understand really, and I'll be honest with you, because if you know your rank, right? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It is a good thing. It's a good thing, and you can make better decisions, correct? Of course. So then who's it hurting? Yeah, but Google think uh, they're the only they're they're right, they right, and they're only people who are right. Right. Well, they, well, don't they scrape content from for feature snippets? Does that make you upset? Double standard. Yes, I I I, <laughs> I, have I, to say I yes, it's yeah. I, I would I wouldn't see any problem about uh, uh, SEO tools and, and all those kind of things because SEO tools they're not really lying to you they're not really misleading to you no, they're ju- just technical technical things and uh, all the th- things is still very much technical even google thinks uh, or saying oh just write for people and all will come we know it's it's no. not yet here you need the tool summers is a great tool yeah and and we need to do some technical SEO still still here maybe in 10 years time it won't be technical SEO, just just right for people, and people will get it. But it's not here yet. So we do need it too. We do need SEO. We do need technical SEO, and Google kind of kind of shy of it right. for for some reason because the, the idea is yeah we, we are so clever we will figure everything out just just right for people. Yeah, well, in ten years time, but <laughs> not, not today. No. Okay, so but I have a little bit that I want to do with you in a second, but before I before I do that, let me ask you, if you're if you're a newbie, you're just getting started doing webinars, 
what is the single most important piece of advice you could give? Because yeah. you are, by the way, I don't think people appreciate you enough. And and I, I do. By the way, okay, so Severus has a meetup here in Tel Aviv. It's why I'm here. It's why you're here tomorrow, which I don't know if I'm going to make because one of my kids is sick, but I, I hope I'll make it. And one of the things that I really wanted to do is sit down with you. And, and I'm so glad that I'm able to sit down with you, even if I might not make the event tomorrow, because you are so underrated and you are so underappreciated in the industry. And, and what you do is, is amazing. And the things you've done before SEMrush and with SEMrush, just to help put out content and understanding in the industry really goes without appreciation, I think. And I do want to say thank you to you. No, 100%. Thanks. Tell, I adore you. Tell me more. Tell me, tell me more. more. <laughs> <laughs> How much money you got? <laughs> Okay, so, so with that, and I hope the people listening at home appreciate this, if there's one piece of advice you can give somebody getting started doing webinars, what would it be? Uh, if you don't have a solid mail list, email list, just don't do it. Mm, good point. Okay, why is that? Explain. Well, so far, for a webinar registration, only email works. Mm-hmm. Uh, all social bus, have fantastic everything, but, but no one signs up. No, no, very, very few yeah. people. Even, even when people, I mean, more Twitter monsters, we will tweet it. Still, just a few. Yeah, that, that interact that, that level it doesn't 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 work. I no, agree. it gives it gives buzz. For example, we we tweet our webinars for only one reason: we tag uh, people who are in this webinar speakers, right? And we want to please them. Mm-hmm. We want to show them we do care. Oh, I, I, I 100% believe you. Okay, I'll give you an example. We had a great guest on this podcast, Shane Barker. Really nice guy. Really great interview. Really one of our most popular episodes, okay? And, and people will constantly tweet out that episode on social media. Do you know what? That episode is not our most popular episode in terms of listens. It's not. Because it, it, people tweet it on social media. And they don't actually click. And I will prove it to you. Have you ever gone on social media? Have you ever written an article? Have you ever posted an article? Okay, whatever it is. And it's a good 10, 15 minute read. And in three seconds, someone likes it. All the time. Exactly. No one read it, obviously. Yeah, but, but yeah, let's be honest. Did you, uh, did you ever... Well, I, I do it all the time. But oh, did, I do it all the time. Also. Did you ever like someone's tweet and never never open, never of read? Course. And yeah, of course. Yeah, we everyone does it yeah but it's, it's, it's always like that we uh we were with our friends or we read with people we want to please and, and all these kind of things and, and it doesn't mean that we were gonna read it or we're gonna uh, register for webinar or we're gonna listen podcast or, or something so, so social media is a fantastic tool but for webinar it doesn't really work no i agree i agree so maybe chatbots is a future <laughs> as, as larry kim said maybe but, but not today. Today, no. if you don't have solid email list, or maybe you have plenty, plenty of money for uh, for all for PPC or Facebook advertisement to bring people, but actually it's interesting. We found that uh, attendance rate before uh, people we getting from, for example, Facebook, much I mean much lower, much three times lower than people who we already have some kind of connection. We have their emails. We send them emails. If they're registered, uh, it's uh, like a 40% they will come and attend. And right. for Facebook advertising, maybe 10. Oh, Facebook is difficult. Facebook is difficult. Okay, let me ask you now, okay? This is, we have, I have this little shtick that I do. It's called optimize it or disavow it. I'm going to give you two options. And I can give you two great options. And you're stuck choosing between one good option over another good option. Or 
I can give you two terrible options, and you're stuck choosing one horrible, terrible, horrific option that you don't want to pick over another one. Okay, this is the Anton Shulka version of Optimize It or Disavow It. Now, if you had a choice, and you can't do both, one or the other, YouTube videos, short, quick, lovable, you know, actionable tips, short YouTube videos, or webinars. Which would you do? Yeah, I would do webinars. Oh, of course he would. Okay, why? <laughs> <laughs> he wants to keep his job. Of course he would do webinars. <laughs> no, no, no. It's actually not true. Okay. Uh, all, all video content. It's, it's not only webinars. I'm doing all video content for... Okay, for, oh, okay for, fine. For, fair for, enough. For, so, for there's, no, there's no ulterior motive here. It's for real. Okay, so then why, then why webinars? I use webinars for completely different reasons. For a reason which is completely... People will completely never think about i use webinar i personally mm-hmm. well, of course we put plenty of goals and we want to bring audience and everything but i use webinars as an influencer marketing tool it's 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 one of the best influence marketing tool mm-hmm. yeah i bring mm-hmm. people to webinar i let them talk seo people really love to talk love to be heard and they love you. You you give them this opportunity, especially if you put right people together. You give them opportunity, and they're your friends forever, like you are now. <laughs> 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 no, it's true. It's a good reason. It's not to be ignored. Okay, one of the reasons why this podcast is great is that we get to have guests like you on, oh, and we build new relationships. Right? I mean, our relationship is old, but. You could build new relationships and new connections and new and new avenues to integrate into the community. It's great. Yeah, it's absolutely. Sure. Especially if you put several people together. Obviously, podcast is a different animal. But no, it's intimate. We, you know, just me and you, no one yeah. else. <laughs> no, okay. Anton, thank you very much for coming on the show. I really do appreciate it. Again, ad hoc, on the spot, on the fly, no preparation. That was one of my favorite interviews. Thank you so much. Uh, if I would try to prepare, I would never, never goes that well i'm pretty sure I, I you know what that might be true for me as well so next time we speak i won't prepare it either <laughs> okay nice All right. thanks and we are back to your regularly scheduled in search seo podcast great guy by the way how cool was it that he was up to doing an interview on the fly like that that's awesome mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it is you want to sound a little less <laughs> you want i don't know i have no say. idea <laughs> But you want to sound a little less exciting? Yeah, it was cool. (laughs) Pretty cool. Pretty cool. All right. Interview is over. You know what that means. It's Rank Rangers Community Question of the Week. What makes for a good SEO webinar? Mm, Because we talked about SEO webinars. So there are a lot of webinars out there, and some are really, really good, and some are not so good. And I'm very curious. I'm just curious. What do you think makes a good webinar versus what makes a bad webinar? Because I just get the sense that there's a lot of saturation out there with the webinars these days. And I'm just, what do you think? Let us know. Look mm-hmm. for the uh, Rank Ranger SEO community question of the week. It will be on the blog post at Harvard's the podcast. It'll be on the Rank Ranger Twitter account. I'll tweet it at, at some point. I'll look for it on LinkedIn and, and so forth. Share with us. Communicate with us. Spread SEO knowledge with us and help people. Because this episode is all about helping. Um, okay. Before we move on. I have to talk to you about last week's question. Last week, we asked if Google should be regulated because maybe Google's too big for itself and the government should come in and monitor Google and regulate Google and help create more balance in the world of search. And you all said... 
Okay, so we have a couple of answers. We had a couple of interesting answers that I'm not going to feature here because I didn't quite understand them. So, guys, if you're answering this, and I really do appreciate when you answer this, and I love when you answer this, just kind of make sure that you realize that, like, sometimes on social media when we're, when we're speaking, we don't realize how we sound. And it was after a long night, and I just didn't understand. There was a couple of people on LinkedIn who answered, and I just I couldn't understand what they were saying. And I apologize if you were saying a brilliant point, and it may have been. I just didn't understand it. So just kind of think, hey, you got this schlub who's got to read this, and maybe he's not the most intelligent guy, so let me spell it out for him. I am intelligent. I'm just putting myself down because I'm masochistic. All right, let's get to some of the answers here. Yeah, from Egal Stopner, who I listed in people who you should follow. He said, quote, perhaps, when it comes to privacy, the answer is yes, meaning Google should be regulated by a governmental body. But with everything else, we should remember it's a public company owned by shareholders, and it's perfectly fine that Google is doing what's best for Google, a scenario in which the U.S. Congress would regulate Google scares me. And he's responding to what I wrote on Twitter. I said, like, I, I and I'll weigh in on this, and I usually don't weigh in on these sort of things, but I, I'll do it here. And I think we mentioned it last week. I don't remember. I don't remember what I ate for breakfast this morning, and it's morning, and I just ate <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> I'm, like, looking at it. There it is, the yogurt. Okay, I'm looking at the container. Why, why am I not surprised? But, okay. That I can't remember that I ate yogurt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Way to avoid that question. <laughs> You know, when, when when Facebook, when Mark Zuckerberg went to the Congress and when when Google went to Congress, some of the questions that were asked really displayed a high level of ignorance. And I'm not putting anybody down because I don't expect somebody in Congress who who ran because, you know, or won because, you know, they, they're really good at making sure that the, 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 the crab industry in Baltimore is thriving to know everything about Google. It, it, you have to be an expert. And what I would have rather them have done, and that would have given me some more confidence is, and then they actually did mention Rand Fishkin. I would have really loved to have them brought in Rand Fishkin, have Rand Fishkin or somebody or Barry or, you know, whoever, question Google on behalf of Congress. That would have made more sense to me. The fact that they didn't and the fact that they didn't do that with Facebook either and the fact that they displayed a high level of ignorance when it came to what these platforms do, how they operate, what the problems with them are. I wrote, and that's what you guys are responding to, scares me. Is that what we really want? Um, is that who we really want running the, sh the show here? So while I do see the the side that says, yes, Google should be regulated, I, I have to wonder if practically speaking how that comes about is impossible to a certain extent. And that brings us to um, what Ethan Blower said, who another person we featured on the podcast here. Uh, he wrote back, of course, Google is too big. But it would be immensely hard to regulate as the alternatives for Google are too small in this era of the search engine monopoly. So again, implementing it is hard. I agree with that. Implementing the pro implementing the, the the regulation and the oversight is is half the problem. I would say it's ninety percent of the problem or ninety percent of the equation here. All right, those are just my thoughts. Those are just the thoughts on some of the awesome people who I interact with on Twitter. So thank you, Igal. Thank you, Itamar, for that. I do appreciate it very, very much. It's a somber podcast. My tone is not as exciting as usual. I don't know. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> no, just because the whole educational flow to things before. I don't know. I kind of like it. Let's Maybe we'll stick with it. Always okay. experimenting. Always changing. Definitely less. I definitely feel less tired halfway through the show. <laughs> Good laugh. You're really into it today. Laugh. <laughs> uh, okay. Moving on. We got to move on. We got a lot of things to do. A lot of ground to cover still. And we're, we're well into this. Um, news time. Sapir. Lack of a segue. Let's hit it with the news. Google 
has launched a new format for the image search preview box. And guess who was the first to spot this testing on the SERP a few months ago? Our very own Morty. Yeah, yeah I, I, I would say, yeah, look at me, I found it. But like, yeah, look at me, I found it. Like, big deal. It's not like I like, flew to the moon. <laughs> it is a big deal. No, it's cool. Good for you, Morty. Thank you. <laughs> I will say, though, I hate this format. And I said it back then, I'll say it again. I hate it almost as much as the new Twitter format. This this oh, box is stuck oh, on the side. The oh Twitter sucks. So what the hell are they thinking? I hate to say I this, Twitter, no but idea. you're a bunch of freaking idiots for doing this. <laughs> I'm really angry about it because I'm on Twitter a lot and I find it really annoying. And I'm yeah, really – I'm, I'm going to use this platform here. I have a microphone. I'm going to the event for a minute. And I know we're off topic. But Twitter, if you're listening to this, what the hell, man? <laughs> Seriously, I spend a lot of time on Twitter, and it's really, 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 really annoying to interact with your new platform, your new format. Mm-hmm. It's really just annoying, and I'm really angry about it. I'm really upset about it, and I'm going to be constructive and breathe and whatever, but I'm getting my anger out here on the InSearch SEO podcast. Thank you for letting me do that, dear listeners. Okay, number two. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm not thanking <laughs> you. You're the host. Thanking the listeners. I still need to listen to you, right? Oh, okay, but it's not always about you. <laughs> okay, let's move on. So, new numbers on the popularity of mobile for Google search. Ooh. Google now says that 65% of searches are on mobile. Yeah, so as Barry um, Schwartz mentions on the article that we found that broke this news, Google hasn't said anything about this for a while. The last data we had was that Google shows about 15, about users use mobile about 50% of the time. So, 65% is up. I would say don't just focus on the numbers. But focus on if you're a website, if you're you know optimizing whatever, whatever. But focus on what your site does. For example, um, many, many times I will say, you know what, this is really annoying on mobile. Um, I'll save it for later. I'll go back to it on desktop. So if you're a, a you know a complex e-commerce site, or whatever, I almost never buy anything on on mobile. I'm one of those people. Mm-hmm. So take that into consideration. There are probably a lot of people like me who won't buy things on mobile. So if you're a commerce site, oh, mobile's everything. It's sixty five percent. Like if your website, it might be far less, right? So keep that in mind. Okay. Lastly, Google keeps te- keeps testing a carousel format for the local pack. One recently showed with a carousel of local listings that had an ad stuck atop of the, the carousel. Right. So Google's been running this test where they've been showing um, instead of a, you know your traditional one, two, three listings in the local pack, it's a carousel. You just sort of swipe and roll across, and that's how you get your listings. Um, I think we're going to be stuck with this format at some point, whether you like it, whether you don't like it. I'm not such a big fan fan of it i kind of like seeing everything in one shot that's just that's just me mm-hmm. i think it's coming i think we're going to be stuck with it i i think you're going to see that ad stuck there on top of course because why wouldn't google do that that only makes sense and it's a it, love it or hate it think it's annoying or whatever i would say prepare for that inevitability which means by the way there is a real implication to this by the way because if google goes with the carousel see what do you have now automatically you have visibility if you rank in the local pack right you see the first three and that's it you it's there now the carousel, mm-hmm. if the user is caught up with the first result, they might not never, they may never scroll to the second, third, whatever it is in the carousel. So take right. that into consideration. That's a big, big, big change. And if you're looking, Morty, why are we talking about these stupid SERP feature changes? There's a real implication to that one. So don't underestimate that at all, please. Right. Yeah. Okay. By the way, I'm going to mention very, very briefly. If there's other stories that we did not include this week, it's because we're recording this podcast a little bit earlier. If you heard last week, my son has to have surgery, and they last second they canceled it. So the normal recording day that we usually record on, I have to take off because he's going to have the surgery and I can't record the podcast. So we're recording a bit early. If we miss a story or two, forgiveness, please. 
Yeah. Right. Thank you. Um, oh, guess what time it is? What? Guess what huh? time it is? <laughs> what, oh, yeah. It's 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 ten thirty. No, I mean, guess what time? What time is it for on the podcast? I know. What I almost time forgot it is. to do this. I'm like, I was about to sign off. Like, the, the summer note. My son has to have surgery. It's really it's a minor thing. I'm not going to describe what it is because it's like you, for all men out there. This is if I said what it was, it, you're going to cringe. But it's not really that major of a deal, um, except for the fact that he's three and it's not going to be pleasant at all. So I thought, like, hey, I'm done. I, I said the surgery thing. I, let, let, let's move on. I forgot. We have the best part of the podcast. What's with me? <laughs> Plus, like, all my all my notes are scattered all over my desk right now. I'm like, usually I'm much more organized. Come on, you want to you want to break it in? You roll it in this week. Uh, what time is it for? It wasn't me. What? No, roll it in. Come on, introduce a segment. Okay. Okay. What time so... is it? It's time for fantasy send off questions roll music <laughs> <laughs> okay well this one this week is not me so don't blame me this week is not Sapir, so don't blame her this week our question comes from the editor of this podcast he spends a ton of time editing out what i say that i shouldn't say Maybe <laughs> some weird pauses. No, it's not so much of that. But he does a great job with you know making sure the sound sounds right and all these kind of things. He does spends an enormous amount of time doing this every week. So big shout out to Levy who does this every week. We love you. Mm-hmm. Not such a big fan of your 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 lunch choices. Sometimes he knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh wow. shot! That's a shot. But we love you. We appreciate you. And this is Levy's suggestion. So the question this week is. What TV show character is Google? Any TV show? Any TV show. We should have late. We should. Okay, next week I'm going to remind me. We're going to ask Levy what he thinks and we'll, we'll feature it on the podcast. Okay. What TV show is Google? <laughs> Any TV show. I mean, obviously you won't pick something from before like 2017. <laughs> which, by the way, I, hey. made, I made a comment on Twitter because someone was, um, was someone, I forgot who it was, was saying, um, yeah, you know, I love the fact that you go back and forth with your host, your co-host, all about, um, you know, the, her, her lack of knowledge of good movies. And I'm like, yeah, young people don't know good movies. Slap them in the face. And Sapir saw that, and I got into a little bit of trouble. Yes. Yes. By the way, you're stalking <laughs> me on Twitter because you you're not a Twitter person. So how did you find that? You don't know what good movies yeah, I don't know what good movies are. <laughs> Come on. By the way, oh, Haunting of Hill House, I started getting into that. It's really good. I told you. Super good. I ain't finished yet. I'm like, episode six? Awesome. Love it. There's so, like something. It's so, built. Yeah, it's great. Okay. So. Okay. TV show, character, Google, go. TV show, character, Google. I'm going to go with uh, Will Smith from The Fresh Prince. Yay. Because it's legendary. He's iconic. Am I right or am I right? I do love The Fresh Prince. I actually watched an episode last week because I was feeling nostalgic. Could you maybe explain how this relates to Google? Yes, because he's the best and Google is the best. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's all I have. <laughs> so ridiculous. I mean, great answer. Great answer. Every every answer is welcome. You, If we gave out awards for this podcast, you would get the, the award for effort. Listen, it's not you my get the fault effort trophy. these questions this question, This weird. is a super easy question. There's so much. There's 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 a hundred years of television to, to choose from. Obviously, you only know the last two or three. Like, you're going to give this the most random TV show that no one I ever am heard not. of. I am. I was going to go with MASH. I was going to go back to MASH. I like MASH. You're like, what what's that? MASH? It's a, it's, it's one of the longest run. I think outside of The Simpsons, it's the longest running TV show ever. And you're asking me what MASH See, is. The Simpsons, 
I know th- I heard of the Simpsons. You heard <laughs> of the Simpsons? I grew up on the Simpsons. Holy I mean, mackerel. I use I use some of uh, the, you know, eat my shorts. <laughs> Don't have a cow, man. That and Beavis and Butthead. I have a terrible I had a terrible taste in, in cartoons back then. Um anyway, I'm going to go with Seinfeld. I, w- I I put aside MASH for the reason that you brought up is that I was going to have to deal with who knows what MASH is. Seinfeld. Okay, so if Bing is Kramer, <laughs> because Bing is kind of off the wall, get it? Mm-hmm. Then Google is Costanza. And I'll let you ruminate on that one, and I'm not going to explain what I mean by it. You can interpret that however you want to interpret that. Okay. Okay. And with that, that'll do it for us this week. Thank you for tuning in for another edition of the Insert SEO Podcast. Keep an eye out for an all-new episode coming at you next Tuesday. And don't forget, most of all, it's been Insert because we're all in search of something. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.